Hello, and welcome to the podcast program In Community and Company, a podcast program that explores how communities galvanize. I'm your host, Eric Sloss. To galvanize means to shock or excite someone into taking into action. And no other issue is more important than today for than those who care for our aging population and those with disabilities. According to the Urban Institute, the number of Americans ages 65 and older will more than double over the next 40 years, reaching 80 million in, 20, in 2040. The number of adults ages 85 and older, the group most often needing help with basic personal care, will nearly quadruple between 2000 and 2040. Who will take care of them? No better to address this important issue than India Christian, president of Christian Home Care, Home Health Care. Christian Home Health Care offers basic hygiene support to respite care. They offer in-home services to meet a wide range of non-medical needs. Staff members are committed to ensuring safety, comfort, and peace of mind. India, welcome. Thank you. So what are the critical needs of our aging population? Um, well, Eric, let me point out that we service um, the, a disability population, which also includes the aging population. So we service um, individuals ages 21 on up. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. and, and so some of their critical needs are, um, from our perspective, these are folks that need to uh, feel that inclusivity. They need to be... Um, of course, they need uh, our services in terms of activities of daily living, but um, you know, from where we stand, Christian Home Health Care, we like to make, we like to know that we are offering spaces and places where our population that we service are feeling as though they are um, included, and um, we are. Um, tearing down disability barriers is is actually what we believe in and, and what we strive to do for our population. Stories abound in the media about how um, those experiencing disabilities and seniors are going to bankrupt the health care system and collapse under the burden of the growing senior population as well. Um, we don't hear we don't hear all the ways that those experiencing a disability and our seniors contribute to the community. Uh, India, maybe you can elaborate with some of those participating in your uh, in your uh, company, how they contribute to society? Well, um, it's funny you ask that because uh, there are lots of talented folks with disabilities as well as the aging population. Um, but some of the barriers, actually, that they face are that people don't see them as such, and so they don't see them as contributing citizens to our society. Mm -hmm. And those are some of the ways that we, so those are some of the barriers that they are facing. Um, they, you know, they, they have just as much to contribute as you and I. Um, they have song, they have dance, they have, um, you know, they have ideas, they have uh, lots of talent, they have um, talent in terms of radio hosting and, and, and podcasting, and they have stories to tell. And uh, like I said, they have, they um, are no different than you and I, and um, and we need to understand that you know that all people have and are able to make a contribution to our society. For sure, yeah. I mean, I think um, thousands of people lived. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just curious how the pandemic you know, brought those living alone, those 
um, experiencing disabilities or seniors, those that you service, how, what kind of challenges did the pandemic bring to? Oh my goodness. Well, um, you know, we, we, we have a population that definitely are, we're, we're dealing and continue to deal with, um, medical, um, issues. Um, and so I think it was, um, very, when you have people that are coming, um, into your house to provide a service, a service to you, you have to be very um, careful about where these people are coming from. And being as that um, they didn't know where our caregivers were coming from, you know, they're not um, in their in their uh, in their household. And um, so we just wanted to be ever so careful that our folks were uh, practicing good hygiene, uh, that they were masking. And, um, and and also being concerned about um, who they were coming in contact with. Um, our, care, our consumers were concerned also that if they were caring for other individuals, mm. that they were not bringing communicable diseases right. into their houses. And so uh, they were quite concerned uh, because they were, you know, and in some cases um, their, their health is, you know, they're frail. And so um, we did you know, heighten the awareness. And we, we took some additional um, safeguards to try to ensure uh, that they would be safe during the pandemic. But a lot of a lot of our consumers actually put their services on hold for a little while until they could, you know, be more confident about what was going on. Right. Yeah. That's probably impacted a lot of people mm-hmm. for sure. I'm curious, like when you started the company, are there any new services that you provide now that you didn't provide when you first started? Um, we actually started off, um, ironically enough, as uh, pro- in providing cleaning services to the uh, aging and disability population. Hmm. And um, but I was uh, um, I had always been uh, in the healthcare sector, and I was a pre med major. And so um, I just, you know, I wanted to do something other than just a cleaning. And um, we um, expanded our services to provide the personal care. Mm -hmm. So it it grew from there. This is a very personal issue with you uh, as an academic as well in Mm -hmm. terms of the area of uh, academic degree of disability. Uh, I was wondering if you can talk a little bit about your research and how it connects to your business. Um, well, my research, my theoretical lens is critical disability. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, um, you know, aside from being a pre-med major and looking at disability, you know, um, a lot of people look at disability from a medical perspective, but um, I see things different. Um, my research has uh, furthered my understanding of the social aspect of disability and supporting that critical disability, um, understanding that it's not necessarily the, the, the medical aspect of disability that is, um, you know, quote unquote, debilitating the disability community. Mm-hmm. It's society and um, various uh, geographically themed concepts that uh, we find where there's so many barriers that people with disabilities face where uh, society has these barriers and not allowing them to uh, assimilate into um, our day-to-day lives. Yeah. You know, they face um, my studies uh, surround the um, ideas of um, uh, physical barriers, um, economic barriers, um, 
so many different. Actually, I, I look. I'm looking at eight geographically themed barriers, barriers, um, supportive social support barriers, hmm. transportation barriers, mm-hmm. and so those are the themes that I'm looking at in in terms of critical disability and um, in in trying to um, using qualitative uh, research to uh, to offer stories. And experiences, lived experiences that this uh, disability, that our disability communities face. So this gives you a whole different lens in terms of your own services that you provide. You're collecting all this information, all this data. Well, these are also part of my lived experiences as well because these, this is the population that I interact with on a day to day. Sure. So it's very, um, it's very um, apparent to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk with my consumers and caregivers on a regular. And so, um, you know, I think I, from my lens, I'm always looking at, you know, when I, for example, when I go to um, different venues, I'm always looking at, you know, the, the steps mm-hmm. and the accessibility within the within the venues and things of that nature. These are things that um, are normal to me because, you know, again, this is the population that I service. And so more so um, I I'm trying to understand how to. Uh, bring others to that awareness, mm-hmm. um, how to get others to realize that these are real people. And when we're looking at steps, when we're looking at places that don't have proper ramps, when we're looking at people who are parking in spaces that are meant for disabled people, mm-hmm. we just need to bring an awareness to the um, to non-disabled people um, to stop those, um, you know, they're oppressive, even though I don't think that, you know, not everybody means to be oppressive towards the disability community. But these are things, actions and um, stigmas and rhetoric um, that I want to disclose that are actually oppressive to the disability community. You bring up the the ideas of rhetoric and the nomenclature of the language, you know, the disability language. It's so inherent with uh, boundaries and and ways in which we categorize and group people mm-hmm. in a specific way. I sure. Mean, I'm always curious about the way we call I mean, the disability within itself is a loaded language, is mm-hmm. a loaded title. Yeah. And um, the exploration of how that language changes or could change is probably pretty influential in terms of your own academic inquiry. Yeah. 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 And I definitely believe that that rhetoric, we need to start from the beginning. We need to, um, you know, think about, um, you know, what, what that rhetoric, how that rhetoric exists, how it is formulated. Mm-hmm. It goes back to, um, you know, to education, to primary education. Uh, we need to start with, um, you know, we need to bring an awareness even into the classroom, elementary classrooms. Um, right. I think that we need to see more people with disabilities and history books and things of that nature and begin to see mm. and talk different very early on about disability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would, I don't know if you're even exploring this idea, but what language would you use beyond disability? I'm just curious. I mean, um, it's not so much the, um, the term disability. Um, it, it's more so, um, you know, sometimes people um, make jokes about, or they say things um, that are um, really, that, that really cause, 
um, stigmas. Yeah. Um, for example, you, you, you hear people sometimes say so-and-so is crippled. Mm-hmm. You know, just... You know, that's just the buzzword. You know, it's just one of them, but one right. of many that uh, really cause people um, perhaps subconsciously um, to um, really it's very oppressive, you know, to mm-hmm. the disability community. Right. And so we just need to stop and think about what we're saying, how we're acting um, and how we're treating and, you know, folks with disabilities. For sure. Mm-hmm. I think that that that. Uh, is relevant to the aging population as well. Absolutely, you know. absolutely. Um, the podcast explores ideas about how communities rally. rally. What I like to say is galvanize. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you could say, you know, how can we rally around those experiencing a disability and those aging populations? What could what could we do more? Mm-hmm. Well, I think the first thing that we need to do again is um, there needs to be awareness. People need to, in order for people to, um, in order for us to create these inclusive environments uh, where um, we see our neighbors with disability, where we see people in the workplace with disabilities as one, as, as, as just our neighbor, as just the other guy in the workplace. Um, in order to do that, I think that there, again, there needs to be an awareness. We need to... Um, there needs to be an association. I think the best way to do that is to hear the voices and um, hear the experiences, the lived experiences firsthand from those with disabilities. Um, I think it's important for us to hear, you know, um, I'm interested in uh, those with disabilities telling about how their disabilities came about, um, talking with people who um, have experienced critical Incidents that may have caused their disability. Um, I'm hoping that when uh, non-disabled people hear their stories, they are able to understand and and uh, associate their lives, their former non-disabled lives, with those who are disabled with their current lives, and understand that in a moment's time, this could be you. This mm-hmm. could be you. That's right. And if this was you, then what? Mm-hmm. Then how would you expect people to treat you? Um, how would you want to be treated? And hopefully uh, those stories will open eyes. I'm hoping that um, they will, and, and in doing so, I'm hoping that that will galvanize people to better understand um, and assimilate the disability community. Well, storytelling for centuries has enacted change in so many radical ways. And um, you two are going to begin to curate conversations around personal home care. The podcast called Christian Home Healthcare Presents Next Chapters. I love Mm -hmm. this title, by the way. Love it. Um, It's kind of like flipping, flipping flipping a page and kind of going to the next chapter in terms of telling that story. Um, why the title? What 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 will people expect to hear in this podcast? Well, first of all, I cannot take credit for the title. <laughs> um, this was we had a meeting um, uh, with some of those of our staff members that were um, interested in being involved in the podcast, and um, we went through several uh, topics, uh, several names for this podcast, and I'm not sure 
which one uh, stumbled upon the name. But um, again, I can't take the credit. But when we talked about, we were all like, you know, wow, that like that's it. That's the one. Um, it made sense because you have, um, you know, I'm hoping that these stories will present a life, a day in, in, in the life of a non-disabled person who has once again um, had some uh, critical incident that caused their disability, but now, you know, there's life after, um, you know, so what does life look like now? And you're turning a new chapter mm-hmm. on on life, and um, but I'm hoping that it will help to empower uh, those who are facing disability and, again, those disability oppressions, um, just so that others also with disabilities can galvanize and to know that, you know, um, that they need to come together as a community, that they need to identify with one another, and that we need to do something about, um, you know, disability rights. We need to further and not stand for just the, um, you know, what what we've acquired, what they've acquired uh, thus far. But there needs to be, again, um, a unification and... um, greater movement to bring about even further uh, disability rights. This is great. Well, can't wait to get the podcast going here, the engaging conversation, the stories specifically. Um, oh, how can people learn more about Christian home health care? Oh, my goodness. Well, they could go to our website. Um, we are, on, and that's Christian home health care for you, number four, letter U.com. Um we are located, we have an office in Philadelphia. We also have an office on the north side of Pittsburgh, across from the uh, Sarah Hines plant and next door to the Penn Brewery. And we'd be happy to have people stop by. Um, they can uh, look us up. We're on uh, Facebook. We have Twitter. We have Instagram. Um, we even have a TikTok Oh, so. fun. Yeah, TikTok now. <laughs> yes, That's absolutely. We, we had a little shuffle with some of our um, some of our consumers as well as some <laughs> of our staff. And uh, we did a dance. Uh, yeah, they didn't let me in, but it was it was, it was fun. Good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. And I can't wait to hear the episodes of uh, uh, next chapters to storytelling. Well, we'll, I'm excited to get those stories out. India, this was a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, I appreciate you. it. Thank you. Thank you. In Community and Company is produced and recorded at the Center for Media Innovation at Point Park University. Thank you to Heather Starfiedler, Chair of the Department of Community Engagement, Point Park University, and Dr. Andrew Conti, Director of the Center for Media Innovation. Thanks to Tan- Tanner Connor, Studio Technician. You can find the podcast on Transistor.fm, Buzzsprout, and Apple, Apple Podcasts. Most importantly, thank you for listening.